And sisters, annuncio vobis gaudium magnum. Abemus. Mr. Neff, Mr. Neff. E, Mr. Neff, che facciamo? Abemus. Taking you through the summer. This is Radio International, the ultimate Eurovision experience with JP. Hello, this is Tiana from Serbia. You're listening to Radio International with JP, and this is my song, Into Deep. Enjoy! Hello, this is Omar Naber from Slovenia. You're listening to Radio International with JP, and this is my song, On My Way. And I'm Jimmy Wilson, also representing San Marino. You are listening to Radio International with JP. And our songs is Spirit of the Night. Enjoy! International and you are listening to JP on Radio International.
to hit this city. What are we going to do now? I don't know where Linda is today But anyway, I'm here Welcome along to the show Oh, th- th- there she is Hello Linda, are you there? Hello, this ah. is Linda Woodruff The official spokesperson for the Eurovision Broadcasting Union The EBU You're listening to Radio International with JP It's amazing So are you well, I gave you a little bit more of the theme tune we're using at the uh, opening of the show today, and that actually is uh, after I've been searching for it for for years. Actually, what the name of it is, I finally found it. It's called Betty Douglas and La Banda La, La ba- Lambada. That is <laughs> Lambada de Golo Gogo. Galo Gogo. That is. Is our opening theme of Radio International for the summertime. Now, what have we got lined up for you on the show today? Our guest of honor today is taking us into Iceland. Nice and cool over there if the volcanoes are not uh, erupting or spitting the fire. We'll be chatting with Daniel Oliver. He's been taking part in the uh, national final, Söngvar Kepnin, a couple of times in 2015 and 2019. And for the interview, I'll be joined by John in London as well as by Javier in Montreal in Canada. Looking forward to that. David Mann is ready in Studio 3 for the birthday file and the Eurovision cover spot. And we got uh, Alistair Rendell joining us today in the fourth hour, that is. For the Eurovision spotlight, the summer feature, the uh, double triplets. <laughs> if you know what we mean. He'll explain it all to you. And besides that, of course, lots of Eurovision music. We also have a few interviews left. Still doing a bit of the post-Eurovision, the Passion Cure. It's those number eight. So I think it's time to give you one of those uh, nice pieces of music that went to the Eurovision Song Contest 2022. It's Austria's entry to come. The Eurovision Song Contest 2022 on Radio International with JP. Austria. Hello, this is Lumix. And Pia Maria. From Austria and you are listening to Radio International with JP. <laughs> and this is our song. Halo. Enjoy. Yeah.
think on your feet Go sharp in your teeth We can be CEO, yeah you already know Yeah we can be the boss, fly higher than the gods We're not under control, and no, no, not anymore If you feel me then put your hands up Let me be a hero Cause we've been through hell and back in all in one night Let me be a hero Cause everything we for us to finish the fight And we're stronger than the angels We'll be in the danger And now we'll bring back to life Let me be a hero Cause we've been through hell and back in all in one night yeah. We've had the right idea Beautiful something to feel It's Lumix featuring Pia Maria and they're from Austria representing Austria at Eurovision 2022 in Torino and that ended up only at number 15 in semi-final one which means that it didn't make it into the grand final but they rocked the arena there Halo we all were up on the seats and dancing to that one and they got a new song out we're going to be listening to this it's called Not Giving Up but first we're going to have another song from this year Hello this is Stefan from Estonia you're listening to Radio International with GP and this is my song Hope. Enjoy. Estonia. They didn't tell us what to do. But if they died, what are things? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We promised we would never lose our pride. Your words worth nothing if you lie. Standing tall, looking up, a father will be proud And I'm happy to be working my own ground We'll be the last ones breathing here Every day they try to turn it into lies 
The Eurovision West, Western theme song there. And that's by Stefan from Estonia. Hit number 13 in the grand final of the Eurovision Song Contest in Torino. And the song called Hope. And really, that he has got a, that, that voice of one of the Western uh, uh, movie stars. Uh, was it Bob, Bob, uh, Bob Hope, I think? I can't remember now. Anyway, let's continue and listen to his new song that's called uh, Miras, and that's Heart of the Press in Estonia. And I think it's also in Estonian. New, new. bringing you the magic of Eurovision. Radio International with JP.
Äärellä se mun lahti käest Äärellä se mun lahti käest Või mun kaukui kõrveliiv Nüüd oo oh, oh, oh. Some summer sounds coming out of Estonia today on Radio International, the ultimate Eurovision experience. Stefan, who we saw on the Eurovision stage representing Estonia with hope in the grand final at 13, has got a new song. It's called Mirage. And now, of course, that new song by Lumix, and it's called Not Giving Up. New. But then they don't want to sing for some strange reason. Uh, so I tell you what we're going to do instead is going to uh, to visit, uh, yes, sunny Cyprus. We're going to be doing that right away. Let me quickly do. It's all live. You see, this is uh, this can easily happen and we don't have a big problem with that at all. No, we just, uh, we just do it. Let's go and do a bit of this. Here we go. Radio International, the post-Eurovision depression cure with Dr. JP. It is Cyprus and Andromachi. And she represented Cyprus with the song Ella in semi-final two. Number 12, she didn't get into the final. Uh, but let's go and have a listen to a question that I asked her at the Eurovision press conference. And then her answer, of course, and then we're, of course, going to have that summer sound. It's JP from Radio International. Hello, nice to see you again. Or can I say good, guten Morgen? Good Morgen. Guten Morgen. Wie geht es Ihnen? Sehr gut, sehr gut. So, yeah, you have ties. Uh, you were born in Germany. Yes. Uh, but raised in Greece. So you, you speak German and also sing German maybe? Yeah, I was actually born and raised in Germany till I got nine years old and then we came back to Greece. And, and where in Germany? And because I'm German originally. Oh, okay. We uh, used to live in Boabach, mm-hmm. Siegen. Yeah. You're still going back? You're still going back now and then to visit uh, Germany? I haven't been there since we left and I don't know why and I want to do it. I mean, like, now. (laughs) (laughs) My other question to the head of delegation, Evi. In 2020, Sandro was also originating from Germany. Yes. And unfortunately didn't get the gig to come to Eurovision as it was cancelled. Now, Andro Marci is the second artist that I think is from Germany. So, why why is that? Why do you pick... Oh, it's coincidental, but Mm -hmm. I hope Germany will bring us luck. (laughs) Okay. Fingers crossed for that, yes. (laughs) Efaristo. Thank you.
Lovely summertime stuff there by Andromachi from Cyprus in semi-final two. Now song number 12. Javier Leal is coming up with the Eurovision calendar to give us a quick update of what's going on in the Eurovision world throughout the summer and uh, uh, some events going on there. And he's got the details for us. And I now hope that we do have that song from Austria, from Lumix, not giving up. It should work now. New. New.
that's a bit of Lumix there and uh, not giving up. From Austria, new release there. And without further ado, right here on Radio International, uh, we are taking you into the Eurovision summertime. Taking you through the summer. This is Radio International, the ultimate Eurovision experience with JP. As well with Javier Leal. Hello, Javier. How are you doing? Hello, JP. I'm doing okay. Thank you. How are you? Good, good, good. It's always nice to be in the studio and do the show, play the music, and uh, uh, be with the Eurovision friends uh, listening listening in, either live or, or recorded. It doesn't matter these days. Everything goes via podcasting and, and uh, smartphones. You're listening via Spotify. That's where we are. We are on Mixcloud. We are also on the website at www.radiointernational.tv and uh, on, on Google Podcasts as well. You can't miss it. You can't miss it show no way <laughs> no way actually there's really no excuse now that you say that remember all those times that i've told you you know that i'm actually doing like you know my grocery shopping and i'm actually listening to the show live on my on my cell phone <laughs> yeah it, it is amazing how this uh, this technology works and uh, and uh, not only that because we're also going to be, be, be uh, available on the weekend on uh, other radio stations like there is go go radio gibraltar on fridays at 10 p.m in sunny malta on radio 105 on tuesdays at 9 p.m and then on the weekend saturday and sundays we are on uh, switch radio essex that's starting at 1 p.m central european time and uh, at 1 p.m central european time on sundays we are on on, uh, South Norfolk Radio and right now we are live on Switch Europe 24-7 Eurovision stuff there fantastic but now Javier it's all over to you to give us all the details of what's happening uh, on events uh, Eurovision events throughout the summer Absolutely, JP. So uh, let's start with the Eurovision Living Concert. Uh, it's going to be on the weekend of the 26th of uh, August 2022 in Setúbal, Portugal. I'm still looking through it. Um, basically, the list of artists have been already uh, have been already announced. Uh, if you want to know a little bit more about uh, the list and all the lineup, you can actually go to their Facebook page because right now their official website is still down. As I said uh, uh, last week when I spoke about it. So hopefully, you know. Uh, the website will be up and you know you can actually have uh, all the information you need to know in terms of tickets purchase and all that uh, but probably you have uh, some more insights than I do since uh, I know that you're in touch uh, with the organizers well I haven't had a look on the on the artists I think there's two uh, they've been announced one was uh, from Bulgaria Victoria and the other one was Sinplus. Sinplus were announced uh, today or yesterday and uh, uh, they represented Switzerland in 2012 with Unbreakable. I still remember that song, yeah. And I really thought it was going to qualify for the final. It didn't, but okay. That's how Europe, uh, you know, decided to go about things. It, it Think was, about things. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty close. It was number 11 in semi-final. Uh, so it was almost, almost there. But the guys are still kicking around there. I met them in Turin as well. They came over by car from Switzerland to join us at the Euro Club, the Eurovision fan club that was. And uh, uh, we had really a lot of fun and we, we talked to, to each other. And, and we, we're going to have them on on the show in one of the uh, uh, the next weeks uh, here on Radio International. But now over to you, my friend, for more. Absolutely, JPs. Thank you very much for that. And also, I want to speak to you about the Eurofest, uh, which is happening at the Royal Vauxhall Tavern. 
in uh, London, the United Kingdom. So meanwhile, the summer party is uh, going to be this event with uh, Brooks Gullion, and which is fast approaching. Pre-sales tickets are completely sold out, but resales are now available. So basically, you have to sign up on the link provided also on the Facebook page uh, to join the waiting list. There will be also t uh, limited tickets available at the door. This is again for the Eurofest 2022 at the Royal Vauxhall Tavern in London, England. Yes, of course. And uh, if you missed any of the announcements, you can always find our Eurovision calendar on the website at www.radiointernational.tv. Uh, are, we heading, Absolutely. are we heading to Sweden <laughs> now? Yeah, so I just I just forgot to mention that uh, this event will happen on July the 22nd, 2022. So basically, that's going to be uh, within three weeks on Friday. Oh, I really wish I were there. Ah. <laughs> There's going to be Eurovision, Europop, Schlager, DJs. Like, if you can actually go there, Joan, I'm talking to you. So <laughs> um, you shouldn't miss it. Okay, uh, let's head to Gothenburg next. <laughs> Right. So uh, for Gothenburg, yes, uh, we have Lota Polisaveria. Uh, today I'm gonna announce uh, the artist, uh, the artist lineup happening uh, to perform on July the 11th, 2022. Actually, that's gonna be next uh, week with uh, Lina Pritchard. Uh, from Melody Festival in 2010. Uh, she actually released a single not long ago, uh, also from the musical Annie, uh, Superfems, and Jon Lundig, who um, represented Sweden three years ago with the song uh, Too Late for Love. And the following week, uh, we'll have uh, Lulu Lamont. This is on the 18th of this month. Samir Manners, Anna Lota Larsson, and uh, we'll have Peter Jorbach, who's actually a legend in Swedish music. And of course, Victor Kronne, who's been in off the Eurovision stage, sorry, also on the 2019 contest uh, representing Estonia with the song, uh, what was that song? Storms. <laughs> yes, that's uh, going to be lovely. And uh, basically, that's pretty much happening for the next two weeks on Lota Polisoberia in Gothenburg, Sweden. And then we're heading over to Stockholm for this one. That's right, Stockholm in Chattat or Stockholm in my heart for Alson Wisconsin once again as a host of Sanna Nielsen. Uh, she's looking greater than ever. That show rocks and it happens on Tuesdays um, during the summer. So let's talk about let's speak about uh, the fourth week, which is on, on Ju July the 19th, 2020. Uh, 2022 with Sarah Hot Night, Casanovas, Tone Sikelios, who we actually saw this year's Melody Festival and with the song uh, My Way, and Linia Hendrickson. And the following week, on July the 26th, 2022, we'll have Hannah Firm and Uni, uh, Monica Mack, uh, Hasseland Hanshun, sorry, Hasse Anshun, Thomas Stenstrom, and of course, the one and only Lanne Grenfart. 
Well, there you go. Then uh, you are fully up to date with all what's happening on the All Song shows. And I have got to catch up with Lotta's show from Monday and All Song from, uh, from Tuesday. So I'm going to have to do all of that. And uh, it's always nice to see the happy, smiley people singing together the songs that we all love and they all love. And uh, it's nice that they also have some of the Eurovision artists um, uh, performing there. Talking about Eurovision artists, uh, um, Javier, you picked one. You, you picked an artist to play out of this uh, Eurovision calendar. What have you picked? So, thank you very much, JP. I picked uh, the 1982 Swedish representatives, Chips, with the song Dog After Dog. Uh, but basically, they recorded an album that year uh, with all songs completely sung in English. Um, so, I... Because, you know, we are having this uh, celebration time. We just had last month Pride time. So it's all about, you know, having a good time, you know, with your with the people that you love. So basically, I picked this song to share with all of you, which is called Having a Party from the album Having a Party, released in 1982 by Chips from Sweden. And, and they, me, I, yes, of course. And they did Dark After Dark in uh, the Eurovision Song Contest. Was it 1982 when they had that song in? Yep, 1982. The, I, I know that because it's the year before my year of birth. So, <laughs> but but who, who actually is in chips? Can you can you recall that? Yeah, absolutely. So basically, it's two legends. So Swedish Norwegian uh, singer uh, Elisabeth Anjesson, who actually competed in Eurovision. I believe it was in 1995 with the song "It Hit" for Norway, and placed second. And then, uh, well, Kiki Danielsson the big country star in Sweden, who also represented Sweden in 1985 with the song um, we, we actually heard, which we actually heard uh, not long ago on the show. And the funny thing, JP, is that, you know, these two ladies were together in Chips in 1982, but then they faced each other in 1985, three years afterwards, when the contest was held in Gothenburg. <laughs> so... <laughs> Fantastic. Okay. So let's go and have it. Uh, and I'll see you oh, in JP? Yeah. JP? Yeah. Yeah. So I want to I wanna make a correction thanks to my friend Robert Badstrom. Yeah. It was 1996. But ah. it was uh, the song Evie Hit from oh, Norway. Beautiful entry. Beautiful song. Number two, in fact. Uh, it was for Sweden Number back two. then. But now let's go and play that song by Chips Having a Party, uh, which is one of their follow up songs from their, Euro 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 their Eurovision entry, Dark After Dark. Have a great time, and I'll see you in the next hour, of course, with our guest Daniel Oliver from. Iceland joining us. See you later. That's Bye. it. Bert. See you. Bye. Bye. We have a result. 1982.
It is Chips and Having a Party from the album Having a Party, released in 1982. Special request for our calendar man, Javier Leal in Montreal in Canada. Now, from Montreal, we're heading all the way over to London Town in Studio 3. David Mann and is giving us the birthdays. Radio International. Oh, I love it. Europe's number one. Yeah. It's Eurovision birthday time once again here on Radio International. And although our list this week of artists who've been celebrating a birthday doesn't include any Eurovision winners, we do have some who've appeared on the Eurovision stage more than once. And in the words of the late Gene Metcalf, it's a bumper bundle, a very long list of artists. So let's get straight on. First of all, it's greetings to the artist who appeared on the Eurovision stage earlier than any of the others on the list this week, Guy Mardel, who appeared for France back in 1965. Greetings also go to Michael Teschel, who with Trini Jepson sang for Denmark in 1999, to Malta's Miriam Christine, their representative in 1996, to Iceland's national final winner in 2020, who held over his participation to the 2021 contest instead, and then finally couldn't appear due to Covid infection, Dadi Freer Pettersson, to Sebastiano Pavlesi, better known as Sebalta, Switzerland's 2014 representative, to Marlena van den Broek or Marialena from the Netherlands in 2009, to Remur Ornheimson, one of Sione's friends for Iceland in 2011, and to Juri Putzman, Estonia's representative in 2016. Two of George's representatives at Eurovision actually celebrate their birthday on the same day. Sandra Gadelia, who sang for Georgia at the Junior Contest in 2020, and Diana Gertzskaya, who sang at the Adult Contest back in 2008. Milan Nikolic from Marco Kur and Milan for Serbia in 2009 has had a birthday this week, as has Roman Lobb, Germany's singer in 2012, Jeva Skyter, Lithuania's representative in 2018, Isel Mamadova, or simply Isel, Azerbaijan's 2018 singer, and Ugent Bushpepe, who sang for Albania also in 2018. Two artists who've yet to actually appear at Eurovision but have nevertheless made a mark are Malgazotai Jamrozy or Margaret. She appeared for Poland in their national final in 2016 and then in Sweden's Melody Festival in 2018 and 2019. And with three Melody Festival appearances in 2009, 2012 and 2016, plus an appearance in the junior selection for Sweden in 2006, it's birthday greetings to Molly Sanden, or Maya Marianne, who of course scored a major hit with Husevik, dubbing the voice of Rachel McAdams in the Will Ferrell movie Eurovision Song Contest, The Story of Fire Saga. Staying in Sweden, their two-time representative at Eurovision in 1969 and 1988, Tommy Hjorberg is celebrating his birthday this week. He also appeared in Melody Festival in 1971 and then again in 2013. And a man with three Eurovision appearances on his CV has been celebrating this week, Eriko Hauksson. 
He appeared for Norway in 1991 as a member of Just For Fun and then was a member of Iceland's Icy in 1986 and sang for Iceland again in 2007. Irina Jelazovic, better known as the Regina, who sang for Slovenia in 1996, has been celebrating her birthday this week, as has Nina Badrik from Croatia 2012, Anis Basim Mujahid, or Basim, from Denmark 2014, whose song we'll hear in a minute or two, and Polina Bugusevic, who sang at the Juniors for Russia in 2017. From Spain in 2016, it's happy birthday to Lucia Perez Vicaino or Lucia Perez. Mirna Randulovic, who sang for Serbia as a member of Moya 3 in 2013, is celebrating too. And another one from the juniors, Alexander Balabanov, who sang for Ukraine in 2020. From the Swiss group Lovebugs from 2009, it's happy birthday this week to Adrian Sieber. Jana Burcheska, who sang for the former Yugoslav Republic of Macedonia in 2017 and was famously proposed to on screen live during the second semi-final, has been celebrating her birthday this week, as has Yuris Veklenko, who sang for Lithuania in 2019. And it's also a birthday this week for Cornelius Willem Hukenroth, better known simply as Gordon from The Toppers. Gordon himself was one of the co-writers of the song that won the Dutch national final that year and went on to represent the Netherlands in Moscow in 2009. With Shine, here are The Toppers. Hello, this is The Toppers. You are are listening to Radio Radio International International with J.D.P. There are so many words right now in this world There are so many Things not right. There are too many people hurt in this world. There are too many men that fight. Time is not to make the change. Time is on our side. Love will make us glow in the dark. So open up your
from Denmark and you're listening to Radio International with JP. Thank you very much to David Mann for the birthday file this week. The Eurovision birthday file and a happy birthday to Basim. The cliche love song reached number nine in Denmark. And that's also for Denmark in 2014 as well on home turf. And before that, the toppers at number 17 in semi-final two at the Eurovision Song Contest for the Netherlands in 2009 in Moscow. Olympiski. Shortly, our man from Iceland is coming up. Daniel Oliver is joining us, but first let's go and remember each other that song. Hello, this is Ari Olsson from Iceland. You're listening to Radio International with JP, and this is my song, Our Choice. Enjoy. 2018. Iceland. All the faces 
you see on your way have a story they could tell tiny traces of life's joy and sorrow why can't we treat each other well we all have a choice we can make there's always a choice we can make to help and to heal in different ways too many are dying in vain together we could ease the pain Somehow we could ease the pain And that was Ari Olafsson from Iceland, our choice, number 19 in semi-final one for Iceland in the Artis Arena of Lisbon. And his new song, New, Eggman, released just a few days ago. Let's listen to this. We're getting ready into our Iceland mode with Daniel Oliver joining us shortly from Iceland. Söngba Kepnin was the national final. Ég 
This is Radio International, the ultimate Eurovision experience with JP. Radio International. 
Hi, this is Boggy from Hungary. You are listening to Radio International with GP. And this is our song, Wars for Nothing. All the wars for nothing in Maria Olas from Iceland. You're listening to Radio International with JP and this is my song Unbroken. Hi, this is Molly Sterling from Ireland. You're listening to Radio International with JP and this is my song Paint Numbers. to the stars of Eurovision on Radio International with JP. I do feel like an octopus sometimes. Welcome back to the second hour this week on Radio International. Hope you enjoyed Ari Olofsson's song Eggman in the last hour. And now it's our interview hour. I can see two of my interview colleagues already. Let's say a quick hello to you guys. How are you, John? Hi there, JP. Doing very well, thank you. How are you? Good, good. And uh, Javier in Montreal, welcome back. Hello, thank you very much for having me over again. Thank you. Okay, and uh, do we have our guest already on, on the line? We're getting there quickly. We're getting there. So, what we'll do is, it's going to be Daniel Oliver joining us shortly from uh, Iceland. But I understand he lives in Sweden now. And they usually do have a good internet connection there. So, we'll, we'll be uh, linking up shortly. Uh, but in the meantime, it's time to hop on our Eurovision time machine once again. The magical time machine. And take us back to the year of 2019. And the 64th Eurovision Song Contest that took place in the Expo of Tel Aviv. 41 countries debuting with no debuting uh, or returning countries. Now we are delighted to welcome to the airways of Radio International the Ultimate Eurovision Experience live to the show Sangwa Shepnin or Sangwa Kepnin's 2015 and 2019 contestant Daniel Oliver and uh, he should be with us shortly and before we uh, chatting with him and go deeper into our interview and the, the, the chat uh, and Daniel's stories of the national final in Iceland. Let's listen to one of the, uh, actually his latest song on, on the show. And this is called First Pop. And this is out of 2022. And more about uh, uh, his music coming up right after. So stay tuned. It is Radio International, the ultimate Eurovision experience. And we're going to be doing a bit of summertime. Taking you through the summer. This is Radio International, the ultimate Eurovision experience with JP.
wasn't enough. First pop. There we go. Now let's see if we have the connection to Sweden, although it's Icelandic. Uh, hello, Daniel. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Very good as well. And and I'm really blown away by that piece of music. Very very nice. And thank you for giving that to us. <laughs> in a way. Thank you so much for playing it. It's awesome. Thank you so much. So let's say hello to to Javier as one more time. Hello, Javier. Hello, bonsoir Europe <laughs> from Montreal. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Javier actually is guilty that you are a guest on our show because he thought we should invite you because you do such good music. <laughs> Don't blame. <laughs> and then we got John with the glasses over there. Hello, everybody listening in. Hello, Javier. Hello, Daniel. And all. Oh, and as always, a pleasure to interview with you, JP. Right. Thanks very Hi, much. John. And uh, now it's it's a it's a, bi- a big pleasure to have you on the show. And normally, what we do is we, we're starting with uh, with your entry to the national final or to the Eurovision Song Contest. Um, what actually is it for you that that makes you put in songs into competitions and trying to get to the Eurovision Song Contest? In your case, it's uh, Song by Kepnen, if I say it right, right yeah. away. So, what is it? I think that, that Song by Kepnen is such a big part of like the Icelandic culture. And I think we have one of the highest um, viewing numbers, I think, probably in the world. Because... Around, I think it was like 90 something percent of our nation just watches it, watches both Circle Catnin and watches Eurovision. So, um, I think that since I was a kid, I always wanted to participate. I think, mm-hmm. yeah. I think I would put it like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, um, uh, now we, we, we uh, normally start off with, with a, a song that you had last in the running, which was in 2019. And we're going to hear it uh, in, uh, in, a, in a while. But... Uh, um, uh, what are your thoughts and memories from uh, from the the national final in 2019? Uh, I was I must say I was there in 2016 when uh, Greta Salome won uh, uh, oh, yeah. in there and and uh, uh, so I, I know know way how it's working there and and how the people are and 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 I really enjoyed being in Iceland. Uh, just it was very very expensive for us. Uh, we had to we had to we had to <laughs> rob a bank to have a, have a dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Oh wow, our country, yeah, it's uh, it is a bit expensive here. I can admit that. <laughs> but I think that our our national finals are, of course, a little bit smaller than maybe our neighboring na- nations like uh, Sweden and Norway and, and Finland because uh, and Denmark, because we are such a small country. So it's um, it's very, I don't know. I, th- I think it's very small, but there's like a lot of people there. Um, that really, really dedicate like all their time and all their passion into making it as good show as possible for that size. And there's a big history of Iceland at the at the uh, national final and also Eurovision Song Contest. Many great songs ca- came out of Iceland. Like Selma, we had Terra Björk, Euroband. So uh, really, really uh, a, a big, big, big Eurovision artist there and uh, fans' favorites as well. Uh, now, yeah, yeah. What, what was the highlight for you from from the night when you took part in 2019? The highlight, of course, always being able to go and perform your own music and um, to get that you know that platform because it's just a wonderful loving platform to to be able to perform on you know it's really an honor because there's a lot of people of course that that make amazing music and they would love to do it but but in the end 
it's always the selection pack. Few selected that get to do it, and I, I felt very honored that I I was able to do it and do it for two times. So yeah, I think I think I was just grateful the whole time. Mm. Wow. So yeah, actually, um, th that's nice. So we we hope for a third time then, and uh, until you actually get the the ticket to go to Eurovision, because that music, uh, the first pop I, I heard, I was really blown away. Just that's not the first time I heard it, and uh, so you, you do have to try to to come back and uh, win that ticket. Thank you. I I agree. I do I do feel like I would love to give it another go. Um, I do think that that three is a great number. You know. Um, so I think I will definitely try to give it a go. I don't know if, if I they let me back in, but <laughs> <laughs> but I would love to do it one more time. And definitely I would love to you know use all the all the experience, the things I've learned from the first two times, and kind of you know hope for the best and see if I can if I can you know go the whole way. But I do think that I'm not gonna do it until I feel like I have. A song that I really, really think could do well in Eurovision itself. Mm -hmm. Okay, get that song, get that, that get that song together, and then that uh, <laughs> should even hopefully win Eurovision uh, in the next years. Sorry, one more time. Yeah, g get that song written and produced and and performed that uh, could win Eurovision in the in the years to come. But, I mean, I, I guess that's that's all, all all of the artists' dream to do that. Yeah. <laughs> But I, I do think that I need to be picky if I'm gonna do it one more time because it will definitely be the last time I do it. But you know, you now you I know that you're in Sweden, and Sweden is that country for Eurovision music. So um, I think you 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 can work quite well over there, prepare quite well in Sweden, and then you you put that song into the Icelandic national final. I do think that that may be one of the reasons why why I was able to you know send songs two times and get in both times was probably because I was making music with Swedish people and it did have a, maybe a little bit different type of a sound than maybe if I would have done it in Iceland so so that is definitely like my my uh, my golden ticket to be working with so amazing people in Sweden yeah Okay, wow, super. That that's cool. Now it's uh, enough of, for me for for some time and uh, over to uh, Javier in Montreal. So, uh Daniel, um my question to you is you were up against head of yours which uh, represented Iceland in 2010 and Fred Omar who was part of your band uh, for Iceland in 2008 two years before uh, both of them have been uh, bucket vocalists and lead artists on the Eurovision stage how familiar have you been with them and did it feel like a competition more like a music festival when you were you know on the on the same uh, show so to say I think that um, I have a huge respect for those artists and I know them personally as well so uh, I really to have been able to you know be on your uh, stage but uh, yeah I, they're artists since that we I think we want, want everything so good for all so I did feel like much of a competition going on Like you know, we are, we are, and we we know each other. We all want each other to um, to be on the stage. So the next question will go to John. Thank you. Thank, Thank you very much. much. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Okay. So Daniel, um, 
you know, what's the story behind your latest um, Icelandic national selection into your um, entry, uh, Samt Eki? And, um, you know, and also what's the story behind the creation of, uh, of that song? Well, so we basically uh, started making the song in English in the beginning. And um, it was basically about, I mean, we wanted just to have a little bit of, you know, a story about a guy that, you know, meets the girl or wants to wants to find the girl and the whole dramatic thing about, you know, not being able to get her or, you know, I think, I think every song that I've made and every song that we've made comes from relationship and come from love and, and this song was no exception. And now we have a question coming in from the chat room, JP, from Robert in Yeah, Gothenburg. in Sweden, actually, not that far away from where you are. Uh, Robert Wallström in Gothenburg in Sweden is asking, will you try to go to the Eurovision again? And which of your pre previous attempts is your personal favorite? Ooh. <laughs> um, when... <laughs> God, that's a good question. I would definitely love to do it again. Um, because I think it would be fun to, you know, if if I can, you know, win it. I think everybody can win once in their life. So I will definitely be doing it again. But I really cannot, you know, choose between both songs because I, you know, they both brought amazing memories and amazing experiences. And uh, hopefully if I get the third chance, it will do the same. Okay, well, let's see. Now, but you, the first time you went to us uh, in, uh, in the national final in 2015, uh, and uh, you took part uh, in the Sangwa Captain with the group, uh, then a group of called Kadem, uh, and the yes. song, now I'm going to try that one, Firir Allah? Is that the way to say it? Yes, it was correct. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and and uh, so, so uh, how do you feel more comfortable to be a solo act on stage or to be part of a group? Um, I think it's wonderful to be a part of a group because then you kind of, you know, you tune in with each other and you rely on each other and and it becomes more of a, you know, I don't know, like more of a friendship experience when you, when you get to share these things with someone. But I, yeah, I think actually I did prefer, to, you know, being on stage with, with uh, Caroline and Emily than to be on, on stage by myself. That was more... I don't know. It was more stressful, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Kadem, does it mean something? Is it a name that, that uh, we could translate into English? Uh, Kadem is the two first letters in each of our names. Aha. Okay. I mean, <laughs> there we are. <laughs> Good. Well done. Well done. Fantastic. And uh, what memories do you have from, from that particular year, 2015, in the national final? Oh my God! It was it was so amazing and it was so dramatic as well because we both both me and Emily got like crazy sick before our performances. I got um, infection in my throat and she had uh, infection. I think it was in her stomach or something. And she ended up in the hospital for two days. Oh. And this is just like two or three days before the final. So it was very I think. I think it was like probably due to stress that we started, you know, getting getting sick. But it was also really, really cold and horrible winter here in Iceland. And we were going between places and it was just, it was freezing cold. And we were doing photo shoot on top of, of top of some building. And, and I think we just both started to get sick. 
um, but the whole experience was amazing. Ah, and and of course, then then you 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 had appetite to return later on in uh, some four years on as a solo act. But I think what we do now is let's go and listen to the song that uh, you had in the running back in 2015. It reached sixth place in the national final of Iceland. Here comes the song. Uh, maybe you can announce it better than me. What is it called? Piratla. Fira Allah, Firir Allah, by Daniel Oliver, who is part of the uh, group Kadam. In 2015, in the national final of Iceland, we call that, or they call it, Sungva Kapnin. And uh, what does that translate to when you when you give it a translation to English? Sungva and All right. Okay. Super. Now, then, I think we have our next question coming up. Is that for? That's for Javier. JP. Javier, go go ahead. Thank you. So, Daniel, twice uh, you look, you took part of Sobak 
Sabaketning, we're still uh, practicing it, <laughs> as uh, we've just heard. So what are the most important lessons that you've learned from each of these two performances that you've done so far? Uh, we can't hear you at the... Uh, we can see you, but we can't hear you. Maybe is there something with the, with the sound? Absolutely. So my question is, uh, you've been uh, you've been part of so Vakepnin twice. Uh, so what are the most important lessons you can actually make out out of these uh, two performances individually? I think that's number one to brush yourself out by you know the press forming, and I think that's number two, which is probably I learned the hardest was that uh, make sure that your technology is working with you, you know, properly. And, and that a lot of a lot of the the more experienced speakers they bring their own uh, equipment with them, use them, uh, and I I learned my lesson the hard way that I, I should have done that. Moments there that I was not proud of. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, we, we had that question. We what, what I had for me uh, was already answered. So I'm giving it over to John in London. Thank you very much. Okay, um, Daniel, you tried, um, as we keep saying, you tried twice now to get the ticket to Eurovision as you entered the server captain twice. Um, what made you um, decide to go to Eurovision, to try to go to Eurovision in the first place? And what are your earliest members, both of Eurovision and of the Icelandic national final? Okay, so the answer to both of those questions is um, all out of luck with Selma. Oh. <laughs> all out of luck is probably is one of my absolute favorite Eurovision songs ever. And I remember, I think, well, let's see. It, it was in 99, right? Mm -hmm. I must have been, how old was I then? 5, 9, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. So I was 14. Um, saw those uh, amazing dancers. Saw Selma being absolutely stunning and, and, you know, just killing it on the stage and almost winning the competition. And I think that, I do think I decided there and then, like, I want to do this someday. Nice. Wow. Wow. <laughs> It's it's great. It's great when you when you have uh, an idol that's that's doing something like Selma did. Uh, I had the same experience w on the radio side as being a, a presenter on radio. Uh, one of my my DJ idols used to go to the Eurovision Song Contest and interviews the artist, and he did actually interview ABBA when they won in 1974. And we are oh, still wow. we're still in contact. Um, every year we, we, we meet each other and uh, he's now retired but uh, it's good to have idols and, and uh, to, to live up to what they did and uh, kind of copy them or, or uh, put your own style into it which is quite nice um, now what, what is actually for you the, the, um, uh, uh, the, the, the most favorite song of the Icelandic singers Let's see, you have a lot of uh, singers in Iceland, not so many, but uh, uh, what, what song is really sticking to your head when you just say, oh, that's the one? Um, I think Nei and the Yao. you remember that one? No, I, I don't know that one. Which one? It was with Sika Pintins and, and Grietar, I think. Um, I don't think... Here it was an eighty something, and it it was she was wearing a red dress. It was it was a 
yeah, it's burned in my brain. Mm. Wow, so <laughs> fantastic. So, yeah, I really hope that that you you uh, can can get to that ticket to Eurovision in in the future. And uh, I think now the next question is going to it's me. <laughs> yes, and uh, well, did you have the chance to watch Eurovision this year, Turin in uh, Italy? And if so, what uh, are your thoughts about the quality of the songs and the staging of the show, the presentation? And and did you have any favorites? Oh my gosh, yes, I thought, I mean, I, I have never actually been to the arena of Eurovision. It's still something that I have, you know, to experience. I wish I could have been there because it looked absolutely amazing. And I loved, uh, I loved, oh, I was, uh, I think. I think we're losing part of, of your speech again. Uh, uh, maybe it's not, not good to move uh, move around. Maybe that's uh, <laughs> sorry. Can you can you just repeat that you have, you've never been into the Eurovision uh, venue as, as such, and then yeah, been I've never been to the venue and to see it, which is still something I want to do. Mm -hmm. And I think my favorite song this year, like in hindsight. I think it's uh, it's uh, Spain. I don't remember the name of the song at the moment, but slow mo for me, like, slow mo. You echo two point one. La canción de España, muy buena. My mother, she didn't like it at all because of she could see too much body. You see, <laughs> <laughs> but for some people, it's nice to see much body. God, she was so good. Mm. And, and uh, a really good good uh, singer. And, and, and the, 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 the fact is that it was her very first song to sing. She's never done a song before. And, uh, but she's been dancing with, with quite a number of uh, famous, famous uh, singers. Uh, they did a good package this year with, with Spain. Excellent. I mean, it's really hard to, to sing and dance at the same time. And she did it with flying colors. I'm, I think it was amazing. Mm, indeed, indeed. Uh, Javier, over to you. You've got a question. Yes. So, uh, Daniel, so far we've heard you speak and sing in Icelandic and English. What other languages do you speak and or would you like to sing in? I do speak Swedish. I'd love to make a song in Swedish, but um, I did a demo once with, with uh, like a, I don't know, like a half of a song. And I heard it and I just thought, oh, gee, I, um, like, I, do, I do sound like... I'm Finnish person trying to sing sing uh, Swedish. <laughs> but I'll, I'll wait a little bit with that. I'll, I'll experiment with it before I do it. Nice. So, so um, a quick question to throw in is: um, uh, What actually took you to Sweden? Why are you in Sweden? Oh my God! Um, so I would say that uh, music brought me to. I was. He has songs in uh, Eurovision as well. Really good producer. And he actually recommended me to, to go to Sweden and pursue music. I actually always wanted to try to live in Sweden. But I think, honestly, music music put me there, but love made me stay. My partner is Sweden and we've been together for 10 years, so so love made me stay. Yeah. Oh, how nice, how nice. So, uh, John, you're, you're next. Yeah, so um, during your career, you've recorded tracks in different uh, genres, dance pop, indie pop, drum and bass, new wave and synth pop. 
Um, which of, in which of these styles would you say you feel most at home, most comfortable, um, both as a musician and as and as a singer? Oh my God! You know what? I I hate when you know say that you know their their newest music is the most them ever, and that you know. <laughs> but but after we started making you know the songs for my album, and we decided to have. 70s and 80s influences in it, you know, and I've always loved synth pop. So, you know, 80s and uh, 70s synth pop is definitely something that I feel very comfortable doing, and I do think that um, I can make good songs in that style. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic, um, and I think uh, we, we we should we should play one of these songs, JP. Right? Yeah, I I thought when uh, Javier was putting together the, the the song list, and I thought, okay, let's uh, let's then go and play a song from 2012, uh, Daniel. Um, it's uh, DJ Blow My Speakers. Do you remember that? Okay. Oh, do I? Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Any stories you want to to share with us? Because I can see in your eyes there's something to tell talk about. I mean, I think that DJ um, Bloma Speakers was um, definitely my my entrance into the music business in Sweden. It gave me the opportunity to tour, to go to concerts, to travel abroad and, and do, do gigs. Um, so I, was, I think it was number number one on the, uh, I, what's it called? Um I chart no iTunes charts <laughs> yeah in like at the time so I'm very proud of that song it's absolute but I love it okay and, uh, and uh, Daniel just a quick addition you should be proud of that song being number one because remember that it was back in 2012 when everybody was euphoric with uh, Lorian <laughs> <laughs> guys I did share the states with Lorian on Stockholm Pride in 2012. Uh, and if I, if my memory serves me right, she had won Eurovision. So she was absolutely human being. And I absolutely love her. <laughs> Great. Okay, let's have the song. DJ Blow My Speakers, Daniel Oliver.
speaking to the stars of Eurovision on Radio International with JP. As well as uh, Javier Leal in Montreal, Canada and John in London and our guest on the show today. And uh, that's Daniel Oliver, who has recorded that piece of music, DJ Blow My Speakers. That was back in 2012. Wow. Uh, How does it feel to listen back to a song that's 10 years old? Your song. You just make me feel old. (laughs) Say that again, please. I couldn't hear it. So what did you say? I said it makes me feel old. Oh, no, 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 no. (laughs) Don't worry about that. Actually, I I was to ask you, uh, you know, how old you were because you look very young, you know, but you also have such a long career in terms of releases. But it's okay. I was just curious. Thirty-six, guys. Thirty-six. Ah, come on, it's twenty-six. Let's <laughs> slash off one <laughs> ten years there. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and Javier, you got the next question coming up, number thirteen. Um, uh, Daniel, staying in Sweden, the Melody Festival, and uh, given your ger- German diversity that John spoke about spoke about uh, a few minutes ago, if you have the chance to compete in the Melody Festival, and what sort of songs would you take? to such a contest I would totally take a power ballad oh yes I mean I I think Cornelia's song this year was absolutely amazing so I said Cornelia's song was so amazing and I think that if I would and could write a song like that I would definitely want to you know perform it in Melody Festival and if I would ever get the chance ah. <laughs> So that, there's any plans for you to take part in the Melody Festival in, in the future? Uh, I actually have no idea. I mean, we when we did Sönke uh, Kjetnin for the first time um, in 2015, um, we had already submitted the song to the Swedish competition and had like a meeting with, with um, someone that was, uh, you know, I don't know, from the organization um, it didn't it almost went played like it was it was a close but we all started in, in Iceland and we, uh, we, that we, we uh, invited there okay super next question we have is John Javi it's Javier again Javier again is it okay Javier then over to you Right. So uh, you actually uh, spoke about the reason why you moved to Sweden, um, Daniel. So uh, let me just a second, because um, basically what I wanted to uh, ask you is because you've been so openly, sorry, you've been so open about your relationship with your uh, boyfriend. How big is his influence in your music making? I say that I have to like main um, endless um, I don't know like a pot of influence that bring that I bring to my music and one of them is definitely my my boyfriend and the other one is actually my first first love you know from year to my first heartbreak and uh, love affair are you know are my C'est la vie, mon ami. <laughs> that's life. But, but I don't know what they feel about it. But I, I that's the, that's the truth. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Now I understand why your, your hearts, are, your songs are so heartfelt. 
So when I released my first single of my album that I'm working on, um, the song is called Feels Like Home. And that song was purely about my, my boyfriend. And, and um, I'm so proud that it did such a good, it went so good here in Iceland and, and charted. So I, I'm very, very proud of that. And he is as well. He didn't know it was about him until recently when I told him. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> wow. And especially this year, since uh, you're actually going to be 10 years together, eh? Or uh, was it already past? Already 10 years, going on 11. Oh, all right. So congratulations. And here's too many more years to you guys. Thank you so much. <laughs> Now, over to John in London. Indeed. Okay. So uh, we all know you're a, you're a talented singer, Daniel. Um, do you play any instruments um, alongside your, your vocals? And if you don't, uh, which instruments uh, would be your dream ones to learn? I do play the piano and I have um, played a little bit of piano on um, some of my songs, but I still have like my, my producers, Peter and, and, and Linus, they are way better than me. So of course they will play the piano on my songs. <laughs> I would love to to play the guitar. My dad is actually an amazing guitarist and, and a musician here in Iceland. And he has tried to teach me, but I don't know. I just think I have broken fingers or something. It's <laughs> hard to turn it. Guys, it's hard. I'm trying, but it's hard. <laughs> it is. It is. Two left hands I have, you see. <laughs> it's good. It's good enough to click a mouse. Yeah, that, that's okay for me. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right, Daniel. So it's 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 okay. Um, now let us take you to twenty. Was it twenty twenty when uh, we had the movie uh, on Netflix, the story of <clears throat> Fire Saga. <clears throat> which uh, was a movie about the Eurovision Song Contest. It took place, uh, or it showed uh, Husavik featuring the Icelandic characters. Uh, what are your thoughts on how the movie portrays Eurovision, Iceland and Icelanders? I do think the movie represents um, Eurovision quite, quite accurately, I think. <laughs> um, I do think Icelandic people look very... Uh, simple and and a bit maybe I don't know naive in the <laughs> in the movie, but it's it's being and and I don't think there's anyone any hurt feelings or anyone pissed off about it. Um, <laughs> what was the third? What was the third thing? It was the people and Eurovision and the songs uh, in there. Icelanders, the, the population of Iceland, Iceland. Mm -hmm. I think so, I think yeah. loved it and they pinched it as well. <laughs> They binged it. Did you yeah. request a lot of Yaya Ding Dong? <laughs> I do think so. I think it's a running joke. Here. <laughs> And what did you think of uh, Molly Sandén, you know, singing Icelandic? I think she's a wonderful singer. I've seen her live um, before, some tours. But um, yeah, I think I think it was absolutely amazing. They obviously wrote wrote the song to fit Eurovision, no, I'm mean, sorry, to fit the movie, rather than, you know, geo, what do you call it, like, grammatically writing the lyrics completely correct in Icelandic. But uh, but I think she did a live performance of that one, and then she actually had um, changed a little bit of the lyrics, and it sounded uh, more like Icelandic. So I, th I'm, I'm, I want to give her huge credit for, like, really both singing this beautifully and also trying to get the words right. It's uh, it means 
John, I think it's yours. Yours, yours yeah, it, it is mine. Thank you very much, JP. Um, so, going back to the very beginning, Daniel, what inspired you to become a musician and who, who were your idols? I mean, of probably your dad as well, but who else were your idols growing up? Besides Selma. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, I actually wanted to be a, an actor before. So, when I, when I was younger, I wanted to be an actor and uh, and I it's actually a very stupid story because I met a very actor from America called Kevin Costner in Vik. He came to Vik, my hometown. Wow, wow. Um, I think I was probably like 13 or something. And I had a chance to ask him a question and I said uh, something like, I don't know, is it hard to become an actor or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> his, his you, talk, you were talking to the buddy. Sorry? I said that you were talking to the bodyguard. <laughs> yes. Um, and he told me, like, if there's anything else you can imagine doing other than acting, you should do that. <laughs> 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 so, uh, so I honestly did. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, yeah, it moved, it moved slowly towards singing. <laughs> nice. John, it's still you. Okay, yes, it is still me. Starting out in music is always difficult. Uh, what advice do you have for anyone who's starting their musical journey? I think um, the best advice I can give to people is to A, put in those 10,000 hours, you know, get mm -hmm. as good at your craft. And number two, don't give up because, you know, you will, you're going to get a thousand no's before you get the first yes. So do think that... Um, Stamina is important in music business, definitely. Fantastic. And the next one, we're swinging back to JP in the Netherlands. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in, in, in the past year, you have been releasing singles. Uh, and uh, yeah, your debut album is yet to come. Uh, what type of music can fans and listeners expect? They can expect a whole bunch of beautiful 80s melodies. 80s, <laughs> wow. And, and synth pop. Um, yes. Living about love, and I don't know, just maybe a little bit cooler, cooler side of me than I've given before. I don't know. <laughs> wow! But, but is, is it already full in the planning? The album? Uh, you have a name for it? The release date? Actually, the name of the album is the same as my last single. Is the album is called First Pop? Okay, super. We look yes. forward to that. Yeah, and uh, it, the meaning behind this both that it's uh you know first and foremost i am a pop artist so you know my first album is gonna be a pop album so that's the double meaning of my my album yeah okay <laughs> nice nice uh now you are you are based in sweden who in sweden is your favorite artist do you have a favorite swedish artist favorite swedish artist uh, um, i do think that i i really Really love. I'm inspired by Darin. By Darin. No? Yes. Okay. I think he's absolutely oh. brilliant. Okay. Well, we saw him in Melody Festival. Was it 2010? Out of my life. Well, yeah, correct. In 2010, with uh, Out of My Life, exactly. Nice, nice. And oh. actually, a few weeks back, we heard his uh, latest single, um, "Not Stay Away." The other one, really funky. Very nice. good, good stuff. Oh. So, wow, uh, super. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. We can swing this one to Javier, please, about the hobbies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so uh, basically, uh, we know that you are 
a singer upon Kevin Cotner's uh, recommendation. <laughs> and so, uh, what are your hobbies? Like, what do you do when you're not uh, recording or giving interviews, for example? <laughs> or dealing with music? Outside of music? Yes, mm -hmm. yes. Yes. Oh my God. I, I have two passions in my life, and it's, uh, it's music and it's food. <laughs> so, I, I actually uh, own and run three restaurants. Oh wow! In oh, Stockholm. Wow! In Stockholm. Tell us a little bit about them. About them. Yeah. So I started with my mom in uh, 2017, and it's just grown and grown and grown. And now we have three restaurants, and we just, you know, the whole family is working. We have 40 employees, and and it's just a big family, and it's it's absolutely wonderful. I love it. Wow! So so they they're all based in Stockholm Center. No, we have two in Iceland. Okay. And And one in, in Stockholm, yeah. So what's what's one in We're Stockholm in called? Yeah, uh, first Stockholm <laughs> because I might go there. <laughs> we have the soup company. The soup company, uh, yeah, I heard about that. Where we, where we uh, have amazing soups for takeaway. Um, it's in the heart of Stockholm in Kungsholmen, and then in Iceland we have both a big, uh, big uh, new restaurant uh, called Black Crust Pizzeria, where we sell black pizzas. It's actually quite cool. Then. Big soup company. Uh, okay, wow. The, the restaurants in Iceland are in Reykjavik, right? No, they're in Vik, my hometown. Oh, Vik. <laughs> is it from for? Is it far from Husavik? <laughs> <laughs> Vik is a bit far from Husavik. It's uh, it's on the south coast. <laughs> ah, nice. Wow. There you go. It's where the Black Sand Beach is, and it's where Justin Bieber filmed all his music videos. So, <laughs> ah, I think I've been there yeah. like in 2016. It's it's like Black Beach. It's the Black Beach. Yes. Yes, uh, I've been on that one in in February. I was ooh, it's so cold. <laughs> <laughs> But what was the amazing thing for me in that that week being in Iceland was we we uh, stayed near the Katla volcano in a in a motel. And uh, the lady said, when, when we checked in, uh, you're way lucky because you can see the northern lights tonight. So the, the clouds were really moving away. She said the pool will be open. You can sit in, in the 40 degrees heated water, uh, a pool, and, and enjoy the view onto the sky. And, and we did that from like 10 o'clock onwards until 4 in the morning. It was beautiful, really nice. Don't you lucky miss you. Don't you miss the, the northern lights in Stockholm? I do miss the Northern Lights when I'm in Stockholm, but I get to I get to go home and be in Iceland a lot, so um, I get to see them in the winter. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> wow. Uh, I think the last question goes to Javier. Um, I'm actually going through the list, about, and uh, I'm actually plans, of, the last one. The last question. Yes. So, uh, what are your future plans? You know, after right now, I mean, you're right now you're recording an album. Um, you're probably considering, you know trying to do your vision again but in general and besides for the restaurants and all that uh, what's in store for Daniel Oliver <laughs> oh wow a really good question I think uh, I think I would love to make an album in Icelandic I think that would be that's something I would love to do so I don't know if I will do it but I, I would love to do it so I think I'll, I'll start to you know dabble with the idea when this album is ready I'll And I actually have another question for you. Can you confirm that seagulls are nice people? Gentle people? Seagulls. No, no. Seagulls are gentle people. You know what I'm talking about? 
No. Seagulls. That's uh, one of the lines. Yeah, the, that's one of the lines from the song Husabi from the movie, from the Eurovision movie. <laughs> <laughs> and seagulls are gentle people in Husabi or something like that. I don't know if you know that song. <laughs> uh, yes, I mean, and. I know the song, but I don't. I don't remember this word. Like, what? It, what does it mean? Seagull, the birds that fly. The birds oh, that fly seagulls the sea. are horrible. Seagulls are horrible. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, absolutely horrible. Yeah. <laughs> well, Daniel, thank you very much for coming on. We we have to part company because the news will will interrupt us uh, on top of the hour. But thank you so much for coming on. We play out with your 2019 Icelandic Söngva Kepnin entry, uh, Samt Eki. What does it mean? It means um, like. So it's breaking up again. What, what say that again, please? So basically, like we have a saying in Iceland, which is like. Um, It's like, okay, I like this guy, but not. You know what ah, I mean? Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, but not. No. But, but certainly we uh, we like we like you and uh, it's it's been been really a pleasure to have you on the show and uh, we hope with also with uh, this interview we give a bit more uh, exposure to your music uh, of your music to the fans of the Eurovision Song Contest. Have a good successful time in Sweden and. Uh, Yes, see you either, either for Sweden in Melodie Festivalen or in Songbar Kepnen in Iceland in the future. Thank you so much. Really uh, nice to meet you guys. Thank you so much for the chat. Likewise. And thank, thank you, you so thank John you. and Javier for arranging it.
taking you through the summer. This is Radio International, the ultimate Eurovision experience with JP. Radio International. Vai, Flécio, pá! Hello, my friends! We are the struggle men from Portugal, pá! And we are here with our friend JP in Radio Internacional, my friends. Stay connected, pá! And this is the message we want to give to you. Vai, Flécio! Listen well! E traz o pão, e traz o queijo, e traz o vinho E vem o velho, e vem o novo, e o menino E traz o pão, e traz o queijo, e traz o vinho E vem o velho, e vem o novo, e o menino Vem seu lugar, esta situação E vamos cantar com a reação Vem seu lugar, esta situação E vamos cantar com a Hi, this is Hotel FM from Romania. You are listening to Radio International with JP and this is our song, Change. Enjoy. Hello, this is Alexey Vorobyov, Alex Sparrow from Russia. You are listening to Radio International with GP. And this is my song, Get You. Enjoy, guys. Puisqu'il faut dire, puisqu'il faut parler de soi, puisque ton cœur ne brûle plus comme autrefois, même si l'amour, je crois, ne se dit pas, mais puisqu'il faut parler. Je fais partie de toi 
Summer with Radio International. The ultimate Eurovision experience with JP. And I'm here. Welcome back. It's already the third hour this week on Radio International, the ultimate Eurovision experience. And this is a quick message sending out to Alain Ferrotti in Luxembourg. Who's a huge fan of the Junior Eurovision Song Contest. I tell you what, our newsman, Nick, has got the details for you later on in hour number four. So we have a bit of switching around because of the availability of our colleagues. So the Eurovision news will be in the fourth hour. And David is eagerly awaiting then to come on already this hour with the Eurovision cover spot. But a big thanks to John and uh, Javier for co-interviewing our guest today, Daniel Oliver from Iceland, but lives in Sweden now with some great music. Just check him out on YouTube, Daniel Oliver. And you may also want to go and visit his restaurant. The Soup Company in Stockholm. Maybe not in Iceland, because as I told you before, you might have to rob a bank just to have a dinner there. Starting us off in this hour, we have had Natasha Saint-Pierre. She represented, uh, yes, it was France, La France, at the Eurovision Song Contest 2001 in the Parken Arena of Copenhagen. It made number four. It was the first time that France actually sang a song in two languages, in French and in English. Natasha has got a new song out. It's called Jeanne. We're going to hear that one in just a few seconds. But I'm going to say, well, it, it, we're going to be sandwiching Paul Ray in between Natasha's songs. Paul Ray, we saw the first time at Melody Festival in 2020 and 21 the second time. I'm going to be playing the song that he had out in Melody Festival in 2021, and it's The Missing Piece. 2021. Sweden. No one could understand. But that ain't a struggle. Now my heart is in your hands. I'm done with being the strongest. Baby, it's the smallest things you do that make that picture so big. I fall for you the hardest, cause you are the perfect fit. So stay with me, and we'll take the road to where it leads. Ain't no guarantees, but if I'm here with you, and if you're here with me, then I got all I need. Big. I fall for you the hardest Cause you are the perfect 
perfect fit So stay with me there I should open the microphone when I talk Paul Ray yes and it was uh, the missing piece for Melody Festival in 2021 the national final of Sweden to the Eurovision Song Contest he reached number 12 in this grand final and his first attempt was in 2020 with Talking in My Sleep and uh, that one was a little bit more successful but never mind he comes back he's got a new song out now and uh, released just a, a week ago or so it's called Idioti and this is Paul Ray from Sweden New New Jag har redan hört det för Ditt förlåt låter gammalt Tomt med sanning fullt med lögn För när allt blir tungt för dig Låtsas det som att det är okej Du kan sluta spela dum med mig Jag sa oh oh
It is Paul Ray, Idioti, his new song from Sweden. Looking forward to seeing him back at Melody Festival. And now, let's put that sandwich bread on. <laughs> we sandwiched Paul Ray in between two songs of Natasha St. Pierre. It's called Jeanne. New. New. And this is by Natasha Saint-Pierre, and uh, she's from France, represented France at Eurovision 2001, and 21 years on, that's what she releases. Good to see uh, artists still kicking around years after they've been on that Eurovision stage. Now it's time to do a bit of the post-Eurovision depression cure. Here we go. Radio International, the post-Eurovision depression cure, with Dr. JP. Yes, and let's go and uh, go back to Torino at the Eurovision Song Contest 2022. Uh, yes, it was this year, 2022. And uh, I had the pleasure to have a question asked at uh, Brook from Ireland at the press conference in Eurovision land. Hello, Brooke. JP from Radio International. We, we met online, of course, uh, yeah. before you won in Ireland. So, 
Ireland has seven victories to boot. Doesn't that put pressure on you at the Eurovision Song Contest here? And how do you deal with pressure in general? Um, okay, so the way I, my first rehearsal, I felt the most pressure. I felt like I didn't know where the cameras were. And then once I went into the viewing room and focused on where they were, I felt a lot more at ease for the second rehearsal. It's about being prepared and knowing where to look and having fun. Fun, like, just is the main aspect of my song. And when I'm enjoying it, I know that you'll be enjoying it too, because it's one of those really funny, enjoyable songs that just takes you away for three minutes. And also, I don't know about the pressure from Ireland. It's been a while from we won, so maybe I'm a dark horse. <laughs> yeah. Well, charming lady there. Hello, this is Brooke from Ireland. You're listening to Radio International with JP, and this is my song, That's Rich. Enjoy. Ireland. It's Brooke and That's Rich at the Eurovision Song Contest 2022. 
Unfortunately, she did not qualify her country into the grand final. But never mind, next year another chance for Ireland to return. Let's now uh, get ready to welcome Alistair Randall for the Eurovision Spotlight right after this. Every Sunday at 5pm, join Kieran Ari Tussier, that's, that's me, to celebrate the world's biggest and greatest singing competition, the Eurovision Song Contest. There'll be plenty of nostalgic, eclectic and damn right bizarre music, quirky facts and your requests too. You can find out all the details on our website, escshowcase.com. On 92.3 and 98.9 and online at forestfm.co.uk. The Eurovision Showcase on Forest FM. Through the summer with Radio International. The ultimate Eurovision experience with JP. Eurovision Spotlight on Radio International. This week... It is Alistair Randall returning to the airwaves of Radio International. He's back. Hello, good evening. (laughs) Hello, good to be back. Nice, uh, good to have you back actually with our new summer feature today. Uh, It's a second edition of uh, uh, the ones we're doing throughout the summer. Uh, But first of all, how are you doing my friend? How is it going? Yeah, I'm very good. Uh, enjoying the summer. We're having some lovely weather in uh, London at the moment. Um, and a uh, bit of the off-season, but we've got Eurofest in a couple of weeks back at the London Derby team. We're going to have uh, a live performance from Brooke from Ireland. Uh, and then we have Manchester Calling in Manchester later in the month. So yeah, even though it's the, officially the off-season, there's still lots going on. And we're all very excited to hear what's going to happen with Eurovision next year. Will it be in the UK? It might be. Who knows? Who knows? Well, let's let's see how this all all works. I know that the uh, uh, Ukrainian television isn't happy to to having to let go Eurovision from their country, but I think in the current circumstances with the war, and you need a year to prepare Eurovision, so I think it's a wise decision to move it to the UK for for this uh, this year, next year, in fact. Indeed. And we know how to put on a party in the UK for Eurovision, so hopefully it'll be great. I know. I, I really enjoy, obviously, the Euro bashes, the ones I've been at. And, uh, uh, yeah, so, so definitely you can organise very well. Okay, shall we uh, crack on with our little feature? Yeah, it, it's a brand new thing. So uh, we, we started last week with Tom Carr. Maybe remind the people what you're exactly are doing. So we're doing a feature called The Top Threes, where we uh, all play our top three favourite songs or songs that are special to us from all the Eurovision countries over the years. And we're going in a kind of alphabetical order. Um, so I've got the, uh, the, the, the delights of talking about my three favourite songs from Armenia and Australia. All right. So then uh, I think that we let's start with Armenia or you want to start with another country? No, we're starting with uh, Armenia, I think, uh, with my first choice um, for Armenia. So Armenia have taken part since 2006. They've taken part 14 times at Eurovision. Uh, 11 times they've made it through to the final. Their their best result so far was fourth, uh, which happened to them two occasions, once in 2008 and once in 2014. Their first entry was back in 2006. But the first entry I'm selecting for Armenia is actually their second entry, which is from 2006. 2007 
and it's by a guy called Heiko, uh, Heiko Hakobian, to give him his full name. Um, born in 1973, very sadly passed away less than a year ago in September 2021. He had cancer and then contracted COVID-19. So so died at the very sadly young age of, of 48. And it's a, it's a very nice song, this. It was selected through a national final, Efro Tesli, uh, which had two semi-finals and then a grand final on the 25th of February. He wrote the song alongside uh, Karen Cavalierian, who of course has written many songs uh, for Armenia and other countries over the years. When it came to Eurovision, uh, this song made it through to the grand final uh, by Armenia having been in the top 10 the previous year, and it ended up coming eighth with 138 points. A nice ballad, quite dramatic, dramatically stayed. It's called Anytime You Need, and the singer is Heiko. Armenia. 2007. What a nice uh, song it is, as well as a great singer, Heiko, from 
Armenia. That was Armenia's entry in 2007. Hit number eight at the Eurovision Song Contest called Anytime You Need. And uh, like Ellie said, he passed away less than a year ago. I had the pleasure to meet Heiko uh, before Eurovision 2007 uh, at an event in the Netherlands and at the radio station. He came for an interview, uh, interview and he was accompanying Sirusho. And uh, so we had a little little chat there and uh, we became really good friends. Uh, sadly, uh, he, he passed away. Over to Ali. So we're moving a few years later to 2013 now and it was a time that Armenia had a sort of internal selection so they announced the the band internally uh, but then there was a national final to decide what song they would send so this band are made up of Gore, Gagic, Arman, Edgar and another Arman and collectively they call themselves Dorians now they became well known in Armenia in 2009 when they won um, the Best Newcomer Award at a, a music ceremony and then did their first big concert uh, in Yerevan um, they actually worked with some pretty Pretty big names. They've worked with bands such as uh, Deep Purple and Black Sabbath. Um, so it became quite a big rock band uh, in Armenia, but it was really their Eurovision participants in 2013 that uh, put them on the map uh, in the Armenian music scene. Uh, this wasn't actually expected to do well at all. Uh, many people thought this would come last in the semi final. I always had a little bit of a soft spot for this song, though. I thought it was performed well. I thought the singer was very good. Uh, it came seventh in its semi-final, uh, so made it through to the grand final in the original 2013, which of course took place in Malmö in Sweden. Didn't do quite so well in the final, but to be honest, this was one of those songs where just getting to the final itself um, was an achievement for them. Um, so it made the top 20, it came 18th in the end in the grand final in Eurovision, but the Armenian entry in Malmö with the song Lonely Planet, the band is Dorians. 2013. Armenia. Who is the one that starts the war? Who is dictating what is this war? Who can change the night and day? Who is the man with clever face that can tell us what is in the space? Playing games that none can Maybe the light will touch a 
Wow, great, great song. I, I almost forgot about that piece of music, but nice one. The Dorians, Lonely Planet at the Eurovision Song Contest 2013, representing Armenia and reaching number 18 on our summer feature, The Double Threes with Ellie in the United Kingdom, who speak this week Armenia and Australia. So, over to you, my friend. Yeah, I'm really. This is why I really like this feature because we get the chance to play songs that we've not heard for a while. I've not heard that song for a long time. Always liked it. Wanted an excuse to get it on the radio again. So yeah, great to hear it. Same with the next song, the final of our three songs from Armenia. So the uh, the two songs that we've heard so far, "Anytime You Need" and "Lonely Planet," have been primarily in English, although there was a bit of Armenian in "Anytime You Need." Uh, but the song we're choosing now was "Holy" in Armenian. I think this was the first time, uh, and today the only time that Armenia have sent a song completely in Armenian. Therefore, it was a shame that it didn't make it through its national final. Taking, uh, taking you back to 2018, and the singer was Sevak, Sevak Hanagyan, to give him his full name. Uh, he's Russian-Armenian, uh, and he came to fame whilst taking part in The Voice of Russia. He won X Factor Ukraine. Uh, he's been a coach on The Voice of Armenia. Um, so he's kind of been about a bit. Um, had an, a number of albums and singles uh, in Armenia over the years. He had a big album uh, back in around 2016, and he was given the call to represent his country uh, in 2018 through a national final, Defi Ebatesel, um, which took place over two semi-finals and then a grand final. And the winning song, the song that he was elected to represent his country with, is called Kami. I hope I've uh, hope I've pronounced it correctly, but it's a it's a really nice ballad. He was a really good singer. I genuinely don't understand why this song uh, didn't qualify for the grand final because it was nice to hear Armenian. I've noticing in Eurovision recently there seems to be a slight trend back towards singing in country's own languages. So maybe if he had sent the song a few years later could have made it to the grand final uh, in 2018. So we're going to go back to Lisbon to the first, I think it was the first semi-final. Sadly, he didn't even closely miss out. It came 15 for a lovely song. Great to hear a bit of the Armenian language and our final of our three Armenian songs tonight from Seva Kanagyan. This is Kami. 2018 Armenia <laughs> I'm a man Será año tu voluntad se pantrón 
Kami, Armenia's entry at the Eurovision Song Contest 2018, uh, ending up only at number 15 in semi-final one by Sevac. And uh, he sang Kami, but the winner of the Junior Eurovision Song Contest, Malena, from 2021 in December uh, in uh, Paris. Uh, she won the Junior Contest with a song called Kami Kami. So there you go, she got two, two Kamis there. But that was our little look back for Armenia. And Ellie is coming back in just a tick with Technas into Australia. Taking you through the summer. This is Radio International, the ultimate Eurovision experience with JP. And that is Randall. Hello, Ellie. Welcome back. I was thinking, listening to that last song from Armenia, one of my favourite songs from the 80s is called uh, it's Culture Club's Karma Chameleon. Perhaps if it was released in Armenia, it would be called Kami Chameleon. Sorry, <laughs> I, just had to, I just had to make that joke. <laughs> anyway, we move on to our next country in the top threes. We move to a country that was supposed to take part for just one year as a special one-off, but um, seven years later, they're still taking part. I am, of course, talking about Australia. Our friends from, from down under, they've, they've only taken part on seven occasions they've made it to the final on six occasions but it's it's fair to say they have embraced eurovision and i know some people are a bit iffy about uh, australia being in eurovision i think isn't really right for them but they have embraced the contest they have a proper national final their fan community is huge uh, they really enliven eurovision so i'm i'm for one i'm glad that australia is taking part so they've not had Good results in the last couple of years so we'll see whether they continue but back in their early days they were the real eurovision powerhouse and i think many people thought an australian win uh, would happen pretty soon the first song we're going to play was very close it was the song that came second in the 2016 contest and we all remember that really really tense ending in stockholm between australia russia and the winners ukraine um in the end this song was the uh, the runner-up by a huge singer in australia is of course dami im uh, she's a korean australian she was born in 1988 um won the fifth season of x factor australia got straight into a big contract with sony sony music and uh, it was a big coup when she was selected to represent australia for their their second entry uh, it's written by anthony egazi and david musumeci uh, both from the big dna uh, music writing label and i think this is well australia's best entry and one of the best eurovision entries of recent years i think a really powerful ballad really well staged in my opinion probably deserve to win um but a song that we still love getting 330 points in the semi-final and winning it and then getting a massive 511 points in the grand final the runner-up in 2016 dami and the sound of silence 2016 australia Grown tired and weary brown eyes Trying to feel your love through FaceTime Symphonies of dreams and highlights Caught up in this crazy fast life But baby, you're not here with me And I keep going
Damien and the Sound of Silence, Australia's almost victory there in 2016. Jamala won that one in the Global Arena of Stockholm for Ukraine with 1944. Australia, the runner-up with Damien and the Sound of Silence. Ellie has picked this as a summer feature. It's double threes this week. Over to you, my friend. So our penultimate song for tonight and our second song from, from Down Under, from Australia, is uh, is one of my other big favourite songs from Australia. Didn't do as well as many people expected. I have to say, I thought this could be a potential winner, uh, especially when it then made it to the grand final. Sadly, when it got to the final, it slightly bombed and only ended up in 20th place. I am, of course, talking about the fan favourite that is We Got Love in Lisbon from the, uh, the wonderful Jessica Malboy. Jessica Malboy... Uh, was born in 1989. Uh, she was runner-up in the uh, fourth season of Australian Idol. That became a, a big, big career boost for her. Um, released her debut studio album in 2007, Been Waiting, uh, which had a, a number one single, Burn, which was actually the second highest Australian album 2009. It was certified double platinum. Um, she had some involvement, I think, in Eurovision 2016 as well as 2017, and then was selected to represent Australia internally in the 2018 contest. Interestingly, this had the same songwriters as Damien's song that we just heard, um, Anthony Agassi and David Musumeci. And despite not doing particularly well, it did make the Australian charts, made it into the top 50. Um, and it wasn't 2017, it was 2014, of course, that she had performed Sea of Slag to the, as a non-competing guest in the Eurovision semi-final. And that was where some of the kind of momentum behind Australia taking part started. But 2018, it was a, a big dance pop number. It sounds great in studio. It's still played at all the Eurovision club nights. Didn't quite work as well live as we might have wanted but still a great song still one that i choose to listen to 20th place from eurovision 2018 jessica malbury and we got love australia why 
Do we always feel like we need to try? Why do we believe that we need to be somebody else to feel alive? Why do we make? Why do we keep making the same mistakes? And believing that it won't make a difference if we try to break away. Sikamo Boy and We Got Love from the Eurovision Song Contest 2018 only number 20 for that piece of music really enjoyed that though it was a a great energy giver for me in the arena the Altis Arena of Lisbon in Portugal Australia's entry back then already four years ago since that one was in the Eurovision Song Contest but Ellie you know what one of the songs that she actually did perform previously at Eurovision was in 2014 remember that piece of music The Sea of Flag Sea of Flags, indeed, yes, in the in the second semi-final. Like I was saying, that was where some of the, the discussion around, oh, maybe Australia could come for a one-off participant. And uh, many years later, they're still there. Yeah, and it's, it's so good to have Australia in as well. And we get a bit of, of that lovely Australian accent when we can speak to the artists. 
Absolutely. So we're going to bring you right up to date now um, with our final song for tonight and our final song from my Australian top three. And it, I thought we'd bring it right up to date with this year's Australian entry. This is a song that really grew on me. I have to say, when it won the Australian national final, I'll be honest, I didn't like it. Uh, there was something about it I just couldn't connect to. Um, but the more I listened to it, the more I kind of got the song. Um, it is, of course, Sheldon Riley, not the same. Uh, Sheldon born in, in 1999, uh, which makes me feel very old. Um, Sheldon Hernandez, to give him his full name, he's uh, of uh, Australian Filipino background, grew up in the Gold Coast, so didn't have far to go to go to their national final. Um, and the ballad, not the same. Like I say, I just found it a little bit over the top when I first heard it. But like I said, the more I heard it, the more I watched him perform it, you really got the beauty of the song. And he has an amazing voice. Um, it was really sad how badly he did with the televote this year because he had a good jury vote, but he did a very, very low score with the televote. Um, but it came through the Australian national final pretty strongly, made it all the way to Turin, and he'll still be there up in history as one of Australia's grand finalists in Eurovision. But well done to Sheldon. The final song in our top three, our double top threes tonight, song not the same uh he came 15 and it's this year's australian entry for 2022 indeed and uh, ellie thank you very much for for coming on have a fantastic time in the summer and uh, don't work too much in the house move there and uh, oh, but all the best of luck for for uh, the move and uh, and you, you're going to be calling your new home home sweet home absolutely Hey, thanks, Ellie, and let's go play out of this slot and this hour with Sheldon Riley and Not the Same. I was told at six years old They'd avoid me if my heart was cold Found it hard to talk and speak my mind They never liked the things that I would like Cause you're told to play, but you're not the same As the other kids playing the same game Try to jump on in so far away I'm not the same No I'm not the same No Years went by I tried and tried My father asked me if today I smiled I said yes I did but that's a lie Tell those lies Then you run and hide Hide the break inside Do you realize That the light shines bright
summer this is radio international the ultimate eurovision experience with jp hi i'm fasha parfini from moldova you are listening to radio international with jp and this is my song through my show you've never seen before Hello, you are listening Rambo Amadeus and I am Radio International
Hi, this is Malta Calling. I am Kurt Calais, and you are listening to our 2012 Eurovision entry. This is the night. Light your fire with Radio International. from Cyprus. You're listening to Radio International with JP and this is my song, La La Love. Enjoy it! <laughs> love the way you fill me up with life Baby, we can break the speed of life Nothing to fear When you are near, just give me more Reaching for the sky, I made me high Close my eyes and then it's almost like a fly I'm in the air, let's take it there Never let go Oh, oh. Feel the energy between you and me Baby, it's Over the night All around the world Just you and I Nothing to fear When you are near We're on our own And we do it again No stop, no end Out of control oh, oh. Feel the energy Between you and me Baby, it's
Wow, they go dancing along in the studio with this piece of music. You are listening to Radio International with JP. JP. Through the summer with Radio International, the ultimate Eurovision experience with JP. And this is the final hour, the fourth hour today on Radio International. Big thanks to Alistair in the last hour for the Eurovision Spotlight. The double triplets, we call that feature, or the double freeze. To be continued next week. And also thanks to Daniel Oliver joining us from Iceland, although he's actually now living in Sweden. But he was an Icelandic national finalist in their national final called Söngvar Kepnin. Alright, coming up in this hour, our Eurovision newsman will be joining me in a few minutes to give us an update of the Eurovision news. Also, I got one or two interviews from the Eurovision Song Contest 2022. And also, we got David Mann with the Eurovision cover spot. But first, we kicked off the show, the hour for today with Evie Adamu and La 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 Love from the Eurovision Song Contest 2012 in Baku. This entry from Cyprus, hit number 15, La 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 Love. Now it's time for a request. We're going to be sending that one out to Robbie, Robert Wallström in Gothenburg in Sweden. And he'd like to listen to Synplus, the Swiss entry from 2012, so in the same year as Evie Adamu there. Uh, Synplus reached number 11 in semi-final one, just missed out by just a little, little uh, uh, few points to get into the grand final with a song entitled Unbreakable. And let's have it now, right here. Hello, this is Simplas from Switzerland. You're listening to Radio International with JP and our song, Unbreakable. Keep 
Unbreakable, and that is by Sin Plaz at uh, the Eurovision Song Contest in, uh, it was 2012, in Baku, in fact. And I tell you, I've been to the national final, uh, which selected uh, Sin Plaz uh, in Switzerland to go and represent them at Eurovision. And uh, after the, the, they won, uh, and we could go onto the stage and do our interview with them. And uh, as a thank you, they would give us their album, Disinformation, which was in 2011. Shortly after that, they actually r- uh, wanted to have the album back, uh, or they, they took it back off the market because of English mistakes in in their singing. Listen to this. I kept the album because it's something like a collector's item there. Uh, but uh, Simplas, Gabriel and uh, his brother, their two brothers, and Ivan are really gr- great guys, and uh, we work on getting uh, onto the. Sh- we work on getting them onto the show for the interview. Alrighty, now it's time to uh, cross again to London for our Studio 3 inhabitant there. And this is Sir David Mann in Studio 3. Get ready for this week's edition of the Eurovision Cover Spot. Taking you through the summer. This is Radio International, the ultimate Eurovision experience with JP. Radio International. Oh, I love it. Europe's number one. Yeah. You're listening to The Cover Spot on Radio International. Hello and welcome again to the Eurovision Cover Spot here on Radio International. Our focus this week is on 2022's Eurovision winning song Stefania, performed at the contest in Turin by the Kalush Orchestra representing Ukraine. Kalush Orchestra formed as an offshoot of the rap group Kalush and focuses on blending modern hip-hop along with the motifs found in Ukrainian traditional music along with the art of Ukraine as well. 
Certainly Ole, Ihor, Timofil, Vitali and Sasha plus Makiva Men created a sound that uh, televoters responded to with a massive 439 points awarded by the televoters and bringing Ukraine their third Eurovision victory with 631 points in all. With 2022's Eurovision winning song Stefania, here are Kalush Orchestra. Stefania, mamo, mamo, Stefania, rozkwitaje pole, a wona syvije, zaspiwaj meni, mamo, kolisko, uchoczuście poczuty twoje rite słowo. Wona mene kolesala, dala meni ryty, mi na pane solo bole, ne zabrato mene, bo dala, bo na na pane zdala, może bilczy i wicola, mana loma, ne me doroha, me prejdu, ja zaspię do tebe, bo na ne rozbudy, ty budy, mene wszy nie budy, zabera babu. Orchestra with 2022's Eurovision winning song Stefania, which members of the band wrote and composed themselves. The band have continued to make headlines since their victory, firstly with the auctioning of their Eurovision trophy to raise funds for their country's war effort, and they've been continuing to tour extensively around Europe too, including making an appearance at the Glastonbury Festival in the UK last month. Субтитры 
That's the sound of 34-year-old Lithuanian singer and songwriter Monica Lubinaita, or Monica Liu, and her 2022 Eurovision entry, Sentimental. Monica, like Kalush Orchestra, wrote the song herself and won the 2022 Lithuanian National Selection and the ticket she in, with Monica's song being the first to represent the country fully performed in the Lithuanian language since 1994. Monica, who studied music at home in America and in London, took 7th place at this year's first Eurovision semi-final and made it to 14th place on the Grand Final scoreboard in Turin on May the 14th. Just the next day, as part of a fundraising effort in Lithuania supporting Ukraine in their current struggles, Monica Liu, alongside jazz and rap singer Daiva Sariskaita and the musicians and singers of the Lithuanian National Opera and Ballet Theatre, presented their own version of Ukraine's Eurovision winner Stefania, with the rap part of the song recreated to express solidarity with their Ukrainian brothers and sisters. So with their cover version of Ukraine's 2022 Eurovision winning song Stefania, here are Lithuania's 2022 Eurovision representative Monica Liu, along with Davia Starmiskaita and the Lithuanian National Opera and Ballet Musicians and Chorus with Stefania. Stefania, mamo, mamo, Stefania, rozkvitaja pole amo na sevija, zaspevaj meni, mamo, kolesko, hoću še počute tvojo ridne slovo.
the Eurovision cover spot. Thank you very much to David Mann and uh, cover of the Kalush Orchestra uh, with Monica Liu and the gang. The covers are the Lithuanian National Opera and Ballet and uh, Monica Liu, Daiva and the musicians of uh, the Lithuanian National Opera and Ballet. Fantastic. Good. Great cover, that is. Well spotted, Sir David, and we'll see you next week. Now time for a little bit more of PED Cure. Radio International, the post-Eurovision depression cure with Dr. JP. Well, we did have an Icelandic artist on the show today in the... uh, second hour, Daniel Oliver and let's uh, stay in Iceland for a little while, this year's entry by Sistur Uh, and let's go and listen to an interview that a colleague of ours did with the three sisters Iceland Hi, hi there Hi. We are talking to the Icelandic delegation and the name of the band is Sistur, did I get that right? Yes, perfect you're kind of a family project. I think it starts already with your parents. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, the yeah. musicians. And then, like, we uh, grew up as to be musicians. Yeah. yeah. And you are siblings, is that right? Yeah. We're siblings. I'm the brother, yeah. Same mother, same father. Yeah. And what does sister stand for? Sister stands for, like, we're sisters. But it also just stands for sisterhood and the unity of being together the togetherness like anybody can join the sisterhood you don't have to be a woman or a sister you can just join yeah because that's what's going to be my next question would you change names since your brother is part of the project i mean i love to be the fourth sister man it's just an absolute honor we're just we're just kind of gender neutral that way yeah yeah you chose to perform in Icelandic instead of English, which we rarely get to hear at Eurovision, which is a great choice. Why did you opt for Icelandic? We thought it was a, a good decision. We thought about it a little bit, but we feel that the message that we're trying to bring with the song uh, translates better with the Icelandic lyrics. Uh, and the message is that uh, with the rising sun there comes hope and uh, that there's light at the end of the tunnel. And that's a message that we think is relevant now with the world, with everything that's going on. I understand that the song was written from the point of view of a woman from the 18th century. Could you tell us a little bit more about it? Yes, it was in uh, what's called uh, Vistarband, which is a special uh, thing that Icelander had at this point in time, in history, uh, where they were kind of servants to uh, their, the masters if they didn't like you know they were uh, I don't know slaves the right word uh, I would say so they were just owned by them they had to uh, work and buy themselves out of that uh, relationship what does the title of the song mean uh, with the rising sun it means that the sun is getting higher each and every day and it, it's like a, a reference to the darkness soon being over and, 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 and brighter days ahead you're a well-established band back home in Iceland. Do you think it was the right time now to enter Eurovision? Everything is always the right time. Yeah, It's always as it should be. I say. We believe that. We feel it was meant to be and mm-hmm. we were happy to have this song to sing because uh, mm-hmm. we, yeah, we wouldn't do it any other way. No. The song has a sort of a 70s vibe and even you look like artists coming from the 70s. I'm definitely going to take that as a compliment. Thank you. We love 70s artists like uh, Fleetwood Mac and Led Zeppelin and all these bands are great, both musically and look-wise. 
Also heard that you are supporting parents around the world. We're supporting trans parents. Uh, uh, we're children. Tr children. Uh, we're we're bringing message to trans parents, uh, parents of trans children. We are uh, bringing the message of uh, loving your child unconditionally, letting them, uh, you know, just uh, express the gender they want to be, and uh, just support that and love them. Well, spot on. You know, Iceland is so enthusiastic when it comes to football. <laughs> yeah, you even have your own choreography. Now I wonder, is the entire nation getting hooked on it uh, on Eurovision, on the night of Eurovision? And do you develop a kind of choreography for Eurovision? I don't know about the choreography. I, I hope not. But uh, <laughs> that would be interesting, though. Um, yeah, even more so with uh, Eurovision than football. And this is our moment, you know. This is our football game here, yeah. Eurovision. You're big football fan, Eurovision fans back home, but you're not big Icelandic food fans. Uh, I mean... I mean, I think it's it's hard. Like some of the food that we love is is also, like it comes from Denmark and and the other Scandinavian countries. Like if you go back into the roots of what Icelandic food is, it is absolute disgusting. It's weird food. It's really weird. It's dried fish. It's yeah. uh, it's yeah, we, rotten food. It was it's something that was necessary to eat, but yeah. later turned into a tradition. We don't need to eat it anymore, but it's a tradition. It's, we're so proud, I don't know, um, of it. We need to have something, but it's like uh, the way we had to just... The, the way we had to store the food was weird. Dry it, pee on it, like uh, <laughs> put it in the ground. Yeah, for message. Try it. Come to Iceland yeah. and try it. The shop is delicious. Pe people just eat it, though. They don't have to. They choose to. Yeah. They love it. Yeah. yeah, we're not one of those people. Yeah. No. <laughs> I love dried fish though. I love dried, yeah, fish. dried fish. I don't really like good, yeah. the shark. Yeah. I am a vegan. Yeah. I have compassion towards animals. It's good. That's how you get away from it. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. <laughs> That's why. I have one more, one more question. You, you performed at the biggest church of Reykjavik and it was a specific moment for you. Yes, it was. It was very uh, touching. There's nothing better than having the opportunity to be there for someone else and we, we chose to do that here too. It, it very well fits the title of the song, you know, with the hope, we're bringing hope, we're trying to bring this light over Europe and everything like with the, the rising sun. And it's also just like, yeah. Do you, do you get what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Sister, thank you very much. We wish you the very best of luck. Thank, thank you so thank much. You so much. Thank you. And, and just we just want to say um, to Ukraine that uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. that uh, we love you and we stand by you and we have not forgotten about you. And to all the people in the world, let's be kind to one another. Yeah, that's thank so you. true. What a great way to end the interview. Thank you, sister. Thank you. Hello, this is Sister from Iceland. You're listening to Radio International with JP, and this is our song, Merhækkande Sól. Enjoy! Enjoy! Iceland. Fair. 
Such a beautiful piece of music there. That is Sistur. Met Hakandi Sol in Icelandic. It made number 23 at the Eurovision Song Contest 2022 Grand Final for Iceland. And we have one more to come. Radio International, the post-Eurovision depression cure with Dr. JP. Probably one of the one of the funniest guys at the contest. It didn't make they didn't make it to the grand final, uh, and that's uh, that's a rarity actually. Uh, Israel usually does. Israel. And here comes Michael Ben David. I had the pleasure to chat with him briefly at the red carpet. Wow, Michael is here from Israel. Look at Good you. Good to see you. You're looking fantastic. Thank you. Now, Michael, what was the highlight so far to be in this Eurovision journey? In the studio with the dancers here, okay. with the view of Italy, you know, it's it's like, I'm like, what am I doing here? How did I get here? This is amazing experience and I'm super blessed to be here and representing my country, you know, on the biggest stage. And I'm super excited to be here and I can't wait you to, you know, to see what have we done for you on the stage. Wow. Now, Eurovision is all about uniting Europe, as well as music, of course. But with which countries have you been able to unite in this Eurovision journey? My Ukraine. You know, I love them so much. They've been in Israel. And my Sheldon from Australia, you know, and Chanel from Spain. They're all amazing, and I'm super blessed to be here with them. And, yeah, big honor. I'm honored to be here. What do you do before you go on stage or for the semi-final? What Drink Coca-Cola. Oh. Drink Coca-Cola, eating sunflowers, and like, oh, I'm ready. Baby, 
Wow, fantastic. I hope to see you again in some way, somewhere in, in the television. You're fantastic. Thank you. Bless you. All the best. I love you. Thank you. Hey, this is Michael Ben David from Israel. You are listening to Radio International with JP, my boy. And this is my song, I Am Enjoy. I love you. Israel. Baby! Sometimes life can bring you down But honey Keep your head up Keep your head up Keep your head up In the moon <laughs> You can call me crazy Or just call my name You can say that I'm stunning Cause I know I am I know I am Cause I know I am I know I am I like this attitude I like the game You can say that I'm brave I'm never the same Cause I know I am I know I am Cause I know I am I know I am Baby come with me Follow me Tell me if we can take it to the floor And that was Michael Ben David from Israel and I am. He didn't qualify Israel for the grand final. It ended up number 13 in the semi-final two. Alrighty, it's time for this, what we've been waiting for. And that is... And now on Radio International, the ultimate Eurovision experience. It's time for the very latest Eurovision news. With Nick van Liet from the Netherlands. Hello, Nick, from ESCXL.com, I should say as well. Uh, <laughs> both is correct. So anyway, how are you doing, my friend? Hello, hello, good evening. I am uh, I'm tired after a long day of work, but I'm happy to be here and I'm happy to talk Eurovision again, so that's always good. Super duper. I'm, I'm just trying to look uh, to put the... Uh, 
uh, the phone all right, but it's not working so easy. Okay, I'll do that afterwards <laughs> when you talk. Yeah, yeah, it's good. So, so yeah, Eurovision. The, the big thing is over, uh, but we yep. still have a bit of of the post Eurovision depression cure. Uh, some interviews that we still have not aired yet, red carpet clips and so on. And uh, we just did Michael Ben David. We did the Sis tour as well, and more to come next week. And a return of Boyana Staminov coming next week uh, for part two of the interview. Uh, we we started last week and uh, we we had so much fun with her and we said we need to have her back uh, because we only managed to get halfway through our question list so she said of course no problem and it's so so good to have her on the, on the show again next week that is such a lovely thing I can't wait to hear that next as, week as beauty never lies and she never lies <laughs> exactly exactly excellent so Nick what what uh, is happening in the Eurovision news front uh, in the next there is weeks. a lot happening, so I'll, I'll get going if you want me to. Do um, it. Do it. Go ahead. Yes. We're starting off with 2023 news. France have confirmed their participation in next year's contest. France Television have confirmed that they will participate despite scoring their worst results since 2015. Alvan AIS represented France this year at the contest at Fulen, and they finished in 24th. Um... The suspicion is that Sevouki Décidé, the French national final, will return again next year. Um, they have been using that national final since 2021 when Barbara Pravi emerged as their first winner, with Voila bringing France back to the top three for the first time since 1991, finishing as a runner-up with 499 points. Uh, so France will be there as well next year. Um, of course, Sweden will also be there next year. And Melody Festival on Submissions will open next month on the 26th of August. Um, SVT, the Swedish national broadcaster, have announced that they are preparing the, the national final. Um, submissions open on the 26th of August. Uh, selection rules are that 28 entries will compete. SVT is striving to include at least 10 songs, predominantly in Swedish. Uh, Swedish citizens and residents may take part as composer and lyricists. SVT also welcomes non-Swedish citizens or residents. This is as long as their entry has at least one Swedish songwriter or lyricist on it. SVT hopes to have 50% of its total entries written by female songwriters or lyricists, and each entry must have a maximum of eight people on stage. That is, of course, not in accordance with the EBU rules, where only six people are allowed on stage. Um, of course, no entry must have previously been made available to the public and all competitors must enter on the grounds that they are prepared to participate at the Eurovision Sound Contest. So Sweden are ready to select for next year. We, however, still have the question of where do we even host it next year? Uh, an ex-minister has now suggested Belfast as the host city. Um, that is Simon Hamilton. And he says that Belfast is now a UNESCO city of music and therefore the Northern Ireland capital would be a fantastic place to host the contest. He's a member of the DUP, one of Northern Ireland's biggest, um, uh, biggest parties. And he refers to Belfast's richest, rich history in welcoming big events to the city, such as the MTV EMAs in 2011 and the start of the Giro d'Italia cycling event in 2014. Um, of course, we now know that many, many, many cities are wishing to host, um, going through the entire list, Aberdeen, Edinburgh, Sunderland, Leeds, Sheffield, Birmingham, London, Brighton, Cardiff, Wolverhampton, Manchester, Liverpool, Belfast, Glasgow, Prada, and maybe Brussels. So there's a lot to choose from. Um, 
Wales also really won the contest with the Welsh Parliament backing calls for Wales to host the contest. Um, the Welsh Parliament, the Senate, Kimru have backed a motion tabled by the Welsh Conservatives uh, calling on Wales to host the contest next year. The motion was supported by 40 out of 60 members. Uh, so the BBC will get a request from Wales to host the contest saying that we feel strongly that as the land of the song, Wales is the obvious home for the 2023 Eurovision Song Contest. Whilst the Eurovision Song Contest has traditionally been hosted in arenas, we know the public in Wales and across the United Kingdom could easily sell out the Principality Stadium in Cardiff, such as their enthusiasm and love for the event. I know we could easily sell 70,000 tickets for the event. So Wales are aiming for a stadium Eurovision. Um, but Wales are also aiming for another thing, because one of the Welsh parties, who are very Welsh, like Kimru, have called on the Welsh government to support a bid for Wales to take part as an independent country at the Eurovision Song Contest. Separate from the UK entry, the party claims that an entry representing Wales at the contest would further the nation's presence on the international stage. Um, Several Welsh artists have already represented the UK at Eurovision, including Mary Hopkins, Jessica Garlick and Lucy Jones. And of course, we know that Wales have also taken part in the Junior Eurovision Song Contest as an independent uh, nation before. So, Plaid Kimru want Wales to participate as a solo act. Um, then we've got some Sam Ryder news again. JP, we can't do Eurovision news without Sam Ryder. And he is preparing the release of a new dance collaboration with Sigala and David Guetta. So uh, Sam Ryder is up to live the dream and working with David Guetta and Sigala. For a change, we're going to the Junior Eurovision Song Contest now. Junior Eurovision is set to take place on the 11th of December this year in the Karen Demirchan Sports and Concerts Complex in Yerevan, Armenia will be the second time that this venue will host a contest, first time being in 2011. Um, as of this moment, we don't have all that many participants yet. Uh, 12 countries have confirmed their participation, being Armenia, Bulgaria, France, Georgia, Ireland, Italy, Malta, the Netherlands, North Macedonia, Poland, Portugal and Spain. They will all be there. We know that North Macedonia are sending Lara Trubczewska and Irina Davidovska to the contest. Georgia have chosen Mariam Bikfava. She came through a long selection process called Ranina and she will travel to Yerevan. Uh, Georgia have, of course, won the contest before many, many times. Um, their first winner was in 2008 with Bzikibi and the song Bzz, where they did all these B sounds. Uh, last victory was in 2016 with Mariam Mamadashvili who sang Museo. Uh, so Georgia have a reputation. Malta will host their national final on the 20, no, not the 24th of September, that is the Netherlands. But Malta will be hosting a national final called the Malta Junior Eurovision Song Contest. Um, and they will be selecting their entry through that show. Um, so the Junior Eurovision Song Contest is in full swing. Preparations are coming on and we're seeing that on the 11th of December. Good news for Armenia, we're staying in Armenia, is that Rosa Lynn's snap is going viral on TikTok. Um, seven weeks after the grand final, the Eurovision entries are continuing to flourish, while ongoing successes of the likes of Kalos Orchestra, Sam Ryder, Chanel and Cornelia Jacobs were unsurprising. There's a more unassuming entry that's gaining momentum, and that is snap. 
Um, Snap has been surging up the Spotify charts, accumulating considerably more streams than it had been getting in the weeks surrounding the contest. As of June 30th, the song was being streamed over 500,000 times a day, uh, making it the most streamed Eurovision song in the past week. For a song that finished in humble 20th place, that is quite an achievement. So uh, it is the power of TikTok. Um, on May 4th, Rosa's TikTok had 5,000 followers and 85,000 likes. Two months later, she has almost 51,000 followers and 1.2 million likes. So uh, there is a big jump for Rosalind there. Um, Jamala has said that the UK would be a fair host if Ukraine cannot host the contest next year. Uh, so there's still a bit of hassling going on there with the UK and Ukraine. Um, moving to Ireland, where the Saturday singer Yuna Healy has hinted at a Eurovision participation. She is a former Eurovision backing vocalist, band member of the Saturdays, and Una Healy has now revealed that she would love to take part in the selection process for Ireland and write a hit Eurovision entry. She says, I would like to be part of it again in some way, because I did it in 2006 when she was a backing vocalist for Brian Kennedy. I don't know if I would like to perform, but maybe to write something for it, to write an amazing song. That would be a dream. Perhaps she is the one to bring Ireland back to the final for the first time since 2018. Um, as always, JP, I end up with some music at the end. Stefania will roar on the Oranje Leeuwinnen, the Dutch female football team, at the Women's Euro 2022 with her new song Run Together. She has released that uh, alongside the team players of the Netherlands. It's called Run Together. And she has a thing for football because... Her sister played in the Greek national t team when she was younger, and she plays with the Creators FC um, herself. So Stefania likes a bit of football, and she has released Run Together now. Uh, new music, um, Little Big, we spoke of them last week with Generation Cancellation. Subwoofer have released a poetic title called Melocoton, the Donkadonk song. <laughs> so Subwoofer have a new band uh, song out. Francesca Michelin, Bonsoir, Ronella Hayati is going Italian with a new song called Caramel. Um, and then those who know me know that I like a bit of Greece here and there. Uh, we're sort of going to Greece, but we're actually going to Cyprus, JP. Oh. Because the final song that I want to mention is Ivi Adamo. Uh, she has released her new song called Diplasso, which means next to you. She has released it at the M uh, Mad VMAs. And it is one for the summer playlist, well, because it evokes every single Mediterranean flavor with a combination of a softer side to Evie's Greek vocals with a mezzo platter of Latin castanets and flute notes. So Evie Adamo and Deep Lasso is the last one I want to mention this week. Wow, thank you very much. That's a beautiful news delivery. And we're going to be, be uh, playing out with that song out of the newscast and uh, see you next week with another yes, update. Yes, absolutely. Can't wait to be back. Have a fantastic, fantastic seven days until next week. Yes, Thanks, see you then. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. New. New. This is Radio International, the ultimate Eurovision experience. Πάντα εκεί
This is Radio International, the ultimate Eurovision experience with JP. Well, that's it for the show for this week. Thank you very much for your company over the past four hours. Time is gone in no time, I must say. Big thanks to Nick for the Eurovision news from ESCXA.com. You can catch it up all there. If you had a moose new song, you just heard it, Diplasu. She represented Cyprus at the Eurovision Song Contest in 2012. And then she came actually into the grand final, reaching number 15. Uh, thank you also to, once again, Daniel Oliver from Iceland. 
John and uh, Javier co-interviewing uh, the gentleman with me. To David Mann for the Eurovision cover spot and the birthday file. To Alistair Randall for the fantastic Eurovision spotlight, the double triples. <laughs> and of course to you for listening or to Radio International. We'll all catch you again at the same time next week uh, with the possible return of Boyana Stamenov. The second part of the interview, live interview with her on the show next week. So take care. Playing out now with one more time. They represented Sweden at the Eurovision Song Contest in 1996, coming fourth with, with Den Wilder. But already four years earlier, Nanne Grönwall and the gang, one more time, had, had this one in the charts in Sweden, Highland. Leaving you with this, it will be in your ears when you go to bed. Take care. Bye-bye. International, the ultimate Eurovision experience. Don't.